tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, companies want to mine the deep sea. What impact will that have on the world? That's after a short break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Scientists have discovered thousands of new species at the bottom of the ocean. Every time a science dive goes down, they discover new species. Uh, yeah, I, I think most people think of these sort of slightly monstrous creatures like an anglerfish or a blobfish. Emma Wilson is policy officer at the Deep Sea Conservation Coalition, an alliance of NGOs campaigning to protect deep sea ocean environments. But there's also a lot of beauty down there, right? It's like there are these creatures that are kind of translucent, that have this amazing bioluminescence, incredible colours, this really elegant way of moving. There's, there's a massively diverse range of, of, of life uh, down there. There's also another kind of wealth. At the bottom of the sea, there are nodules of minerals, about the size of potatoes, that are rich in cobalt, nickel and manganese. These are the minerals needed to build electric vehicles, solar panels and wind turbines, the technology that will get the world off fossil fuels. Companies are allowed to explore the seabed under the high seas, the seas that are out of any one country's jurisdiction, for the nodules that contain these valuable metals. But they can't mine them. Yet. The International Seabed Authority, the UN-backed regulator, is about to rule on the world's first commercial application to mine the deep sea. If exploitation of the seabed goes ahead, the regulator will receive royalties from mining operators. Nauru, a Pacific island state, is sponsoring the application by a Vancouver-based mining business called The Metals Company. Here's its chief executive, Jared Barron, speaking to government officials and business leaders in April. Greenpeace, don't agree with me, they would rather we not start a new extractive industry in the ocean. And intuitively, that makes sense. But I would ask you to just hold on to that intuition for a moment. Here's Emma Wilson again. The mining industry, they recognise the risks, but are still prioritising financial gains and access to resources over environmental protection. Um, And of course, that kind of mindset is based on just an outdated model that's essentially determined to squeeze everything out of our Earth. The mining will involve robotic submersibles creeping across the ocean floor and scraping up the top layer. The nodules will be sucked up through the pipes to ships on the ocean's surface, three miles above, while unwanted sediment is flushed out. But many scientists want to stop this scramble for resources in the pristine environment of the deep ocean. Hold up! 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. People who are concerned about deep sea mining say we just don't know enough about the ocean floor to manage the environmental risks, to know what will happen when animals that evolved to live in quiet and darkness are confronted by a mass of noisy dredging machinery and plumes of sediment. Uh, In deep sea environments, there are sharks that can live to 400 years. There are corals that can live up to 4,000 years. Everything takes longer down there, right? There are longer lifespans, but also um, organisms are are slow to move, they're slow to reproduce, and they're slow to grow. That makes this ecosystem particularly fragile and vulnerable to uh, human disturbance. Supporters of deep sea mining say getting access to critical minerals like cobalt could be the easiest way to tackle climate change. The faster we can reduce our dependence on fossil fuels, the sooner we can bring carbon emissions down. But the ocean plays a crucial role in absorbing carbon dioxide and stabilising the climate. Here's Diva Amon, a marine biologist who researches deep-sea species. It regulates our climate by sequestering carbon and absorbing heat. It cycles nutrients and plays a role in detoxification. And we depend on the ocean for millions of tonnes of food and thousands of jobs, especially here in the Pacific. One country dominates processing of critical minerals, China. 60% of the world's supply of cobalt is refined in China, and 100% of the rare earth minerals that are required to make the magnets inside wind turbines. Defenders say that exploiting the seabed is essential if Western countries are going to escape China's dominance of the supply chain. It's a reminder that while there have been plenty of conflicts driven by fossil fuels, the age of renewable technology will bring its own conflicts over resources. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written by climate editor Jeevan Vasagar and produced by me, Claudia Williams. Tortoise. 